You are listening to a podcast from Vineyard Church of Augusta. For more information, visit vineyardaugusta.org. We're talking about living grateful, uh, living grateful. And in this series, we've been spending a lot of time focused uh, on Paul's letter uh, to the Colossian church. Uh, and uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, there's a reason for that. This was like a, a church plant that came out of the, the church at Ephesus. Um, and Paul has spent a lot of his time and a lot of his ministry uh, helping to plant that church in Ephesus. Uh, and so the church in, uh, the Colossian church planted out of Ephesus, but Paul had actually never been to the Colossian church. Uh, it was just a church plant out of that important ministry, but he had that connection with it. And he's writing a letter to them because he, while he's in prison, he had received notice that there was some, a lot of her- heretical teaching going on there. There was uh, uh, some influence that had come in uh, from some mystics who were trying to combine some Greek philosophy and Jewish legalism to say that Jesus was not really God and he was not really fully man, that he was some sort of semi-divine creature that wasn't sufficient for right relationship with God. And so Paul from prison is very, he's very bothered by this. And there's urgency in his letter uh, to speak to this. And so the primary theme that we find in the letter, in Paul's letter to the uh, Colossian church, is for the supremacy and the sufficiency of Jesus Christ and him alone as our Lord and Savior. Uh, He alone being the, the one who can give us right relationship and set us right with God the Father. But there is also another major theme that's sort of an outshoot of that primary theme of the supremacy and the sufficiency of Jesus Christ for salvation. And that is the theme of gratitude. And that's why we've been spending a lot of time in Colossians, uh, because there's a, a big emphasis seven different times in this short letter Paul is really reiterating the fact that as a result of the amazing love of the Father demonstrated through the obedience of the Son uh, and the work of the Holy Spirit, we are to be grateful first and foremost for our salvation, but also that our gratitude should flow into other areas of our lives as well. And so Paul encourages his readers to be grateful. Here's one occasion of those seven. In Colossians 3, 15, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. And the emphasis on be thankful, Paul is saying, I want you to be Thankful people, people whose lives are marked with gratitude and thanksgiving. So keep that that thought in your mind. And then I want you to also consider the great commandment. Jesus' great commandment to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. And as you consider the whole of Scripture, you see over and over again, and in many different places in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, that it is impossible for us to truly love God without also loving our neighbor. Uh, in fact, it says if we say the, that we love God, but we don't love our neighbor, that, we, that we're, we're being very, very inconsistent and we're not being truthful because we can't really love God without loving our neighbor. I want us to maybe apply that same idea 
uh, in this scenario, the call to be grateful and thankful, it has a, a similar dynamic that we certainly should express our thankfulness and gratitude to God. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and that's the foundation of, of, of our thanksgiving, but also to be people whose lives are marked with thanksgiving and great gratitude. We also need to be people who are expressing thanksgiving and gratitude horizontally to one another. And that's what I want to talk about today, that we are called to be thankful people that express our gratitude both to God and to one another. It sounds really simple because it is really simple. It really is. Uh, just, Just do it. I mean, let's just be people who make the choice, make the decision to regularly, routinely, habitually look for opportunities to express gratitude up and out. And my hope is that Vineyard Church of Augusta, we're known for a lot of things, a lot of good things. And I want us to be known as people who, are, who show gratitude. That in our worship, that we are people who sing the praises of our God because of who He is and because of what He's done. But that we're also people uh, who are very quick to give thanks and express gratitude to each other inside this body, but also Uh, outside these four walls to all the people that we come in contact with on a regular basis. Uh, This is is a good thing. This is a good thing that shows that our lives are are truly marked with gratitude and thanksgiving. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come. We thank you for your presence. We thank you uh, for your desire to meet with us for us to experience you and your goodness and your love and your kindness and your power and your healing, all that you are. Come and, and do your good work in us, we pray. Uh, Lord, make us, make us more grateful, more thankful. Help us to be cognizant of just, just your blessings in our lives, your goodness, all the ways that you express it and demonstrate it. Uh, Lord, not just in what you do, but also in the people that you place in our lives. We thank you. Help us to be more mindful and more uh, proactive in expressing that gratitude. We love you, and we welcome your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. So while thankfulness is that major theme in Colossians, it also shows up in a lot of Paul's other letters. Uh, Particularly, he likes to just open up in his greetings uh, with expressions of of thanksgiving, and particularly connected with prayer. I, I love this about Paul. Paul is considered one of the most brilliant minds that has ever walked the face of this earth. But I love the fact that it's, he's not just a, a cerebral existence. He is someone who wrote rich, powerful theology because he loved people. And the moment that we disconnect rich theological, theological truths from the reality of how it is to be played out and lived out in people's life. We've got, we have a problem. But I love that with Paul, we've got a great mind and a tremendous heart. He loved people, and he, that was the, the motivation for him sharing the truths that he shared in all of his letters. But one of the things that we see consistently in so many of Paul's letters, and I'm going to refer to a bunch of them very quickly this morning, is that, um, that he modeled for us this practice of giving thanks to God for people in our lives. 
uh, being proactive, being regularly uh, in tune with doing that, giving thanks to God for the people in our lives. He says this, he opens up Colossians with this. He says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. We're going to also see a lot of connections with uh, thankfulness and prayer. Uh, in Philippians 1.3, I thank my God every time I remember you. I thank my God every time I remember you. And in 1 Thessalonians, he says, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. There's this beautiful, beautiful habit, pattern uh, just consistent mindset of giving thanks to God for the people in, he's writing to, the people in the churches that he's ministering to and serving. So I know you're probably thinking, okay, Reese, giving thanks to God for people in my life. Reese, have you met my boss? Have you encountered my ex-wife? Have you, have, you, have, you, have you ever dealt with my in-laws? I mean, there are probably lots of people that are coming to mind. It's like, how can I authentically and genuinely do this? Uh, Mary Margaret reminds me very often that every person is in our lives to make us more like Jesus. <sighs> and some do a really, really good job of showing me my deficits of Jesus. You probably know some of those people uh, in your life as well. But God is not random, okay? He is not random, and I, I love that. And, you know, we've, I've been around this place a long time, and it's so cool to see different connections and relational connections. I was meeting with a new couple Friday that had just moved here from the Midwest, and um, I was just talking to them about some of the relational connections uh, and, he, and what brought him to town. He's a student and, and one of the doctors that he's working with and a, and a connection that and just sharing some cool God stories. And it's so wonderful to look at all the purposeful things that God does relationally. It's beautiful and it's wonderful. And he wants us to be mindful of that. And I love seeing and making all those relational connections. And it is something that we should pause and give some space and some reflect on and give God thanks for uh, the people in our lives. But don't just stop there. Also give thanks to God for his good and loving work in the people in your life. That's, that's the big thing. That's so much of what Paul is doing in his letters. Uh, this is one of the many reasons why it is so important for all of us to be in Christ-centered community so that we can share uh, the, the, the reality, the truths, the good stuff, the, the tough stuff that's going on in our hearts and lives with one another. That This is a safe place for us to share struggles, okay? Because there are times when it is difficult to love uh, people. I mean, it is. Certain people, it's just difficult, and God does place them in our lives to show us his mercy and his grace and strengthen us and lead us and guide us, and it's a beautiful thing when he does that. It is not always an easy thing, but it is a good thing. It is good for us to be able to recognize the goodness of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in each other's lives. Uh, celebrating the fact that, hey, I've got this friend who I've been in small group with for several years, and the first year he showed up, he was asking for prayer for deep anger issues. And God is doing tremendous work 
in him. He still struggles, but not to the severe uh, need that he had in the past. Or couples who have marriage issues who come and say, hey, our marriage is not all we want it to be and all that we know God wants it to be. Would you pray for us? Would you, would you intercede for us? Will you encourage us? And to be able to do that and to see couples, uh, the relationships mending and healing and growing, that is a beautiful thing, but it happens in Christ-centered community. And I'm so thankful uh, as we do get ready for our next season of small groups that will kick off in the fall. If you're not in a small group already, I, I want to encourage you to, to make it a priority. Uh, it's a great place. It's an essential place uh, for discipleship, and I want to encourage you uh, in that. Uh, it's so good to see God's beautiful work coming to fruition, God transforming, God healing, God setting us free from insecurities and hurts, resentment, uh, all kinds of things, uh, uh, empowering us to forgive when we've been hurt and, and when we have hurt others. It's giving God thanks for his love and for his grace. You know, in 1 Corinthians is a letter that Paul wrote uh, to the church at Corinth, and it's, it's, it is a, a pretty, pretty strong letter of, of correction. I mean, he is spending a lot of time talking about all the things they're doing wrong and bringing some strong correction, but it was all done in love. And, and he starts the letter this way. He says, I thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. And he knows that as he writes the correction that he is bringing forth for the church at Corinth, that it's going to be all about God's grace working in them and through them to see these good changes come about. And, and, and we do see that. And to the church at Thessalonica, Paul encourages them and gives thanks uh, to God uh, because of the evidence of their faith that it's growing. He's seeing, he's hearing reports. Others are seeing about how their faith is growing. He says this in 2 Thessalonians 1, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith, it's growing more and more, and the love of all of you have for one another is increasing this is something, this is the witness, the witness of the church. This is the, the model, the witness that, that people are seeing and that they're celebrating. And Paul is giving thanks for this. It's important that we do that as well, that we give thanks for the good work of God in each other's lives, not just in our own lives. We need this encouragement from one another. And it's, this is a powerful way that we get to celebrate what God is doing in each other's lives. The big victories, the little victories, everything in between. Um, I remember when I first started developing a bald spot. It's like, that's a transition, isn't it? Charlotte was very, very young. She was like maybe one or two. And she, a lot of times when I would be at the desktop in our kitchen, she would like to get in the chair behind me. It's like this Windsor chair. And so I'd be sitting on the front end of it. She would stand behind me and she would start examining my ball spot. <laughs> and she would rub it and she would examine it. And then she'd go, oh, Daddy, I see some hair sprouts. She was so hopeful, <laughs> so incredibly hopeful. And sometimes that's, where, that's, that's the gratitude. It's, it's little steps. It's like, it's, 
when we're in a discipleship relationship where we're able to be really honest with each other and, and, and we share little victories that really are big, significant steps in the right direction. It's about celebrating that stuff, giving thanks to God for his good work in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Now, although gratitude is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit, I do need to say this, it is a powerful expression of a spirit-filled life. A very, very powerful expression of that. And if you look at the description that Paul gives of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians uh, chapter 5, uh, you're going to see this. I mean, just look at it. But the fruit of the Spirit, it's love. That's our motivation. We're doing this. Uh, Paul is giving thanks to those he's writing to out of his love for them. And that should be our motivator as well. Joy and peace. Uh, forbearance. Patience. Uh, another word for that. Uh, mindful of what has been accomplished you know, I know I'm, I'm one of those that can go into a scenario and tell you what's wrong with it. I'm more prone to do that than to go into a situation and tell you what's right. But this is about being intentional about what is right, giving thanks for that, expressing that. Um, kindness. Wow, that's so huge. It's so huge. And it's so simple. And I got to say this. I've been a follower of Jesus uh, for more than 40 years, and I've, I've been exposed to a lot in the church. And the older I get, the more exposure I have and experience I have. I got to just say, kindness is a big one. We overlook it, the power of kindness in the name of Jesus. And I got to say this, I, don't, I really don't have any time for any spirituality that, is, that, is, that lacks kindness, and our world doesn't either. Uh, and it's about figuring that out and understanding that it is the kindness of God that leads to repentance, and he wants that to be expressed in us. And so out of kindness, we show gratitude and we show uh, thankfulness. Um, our, our world doesn't need any so-called spirituality that lacks kindness. Goodness, the, the goodness of God, celebrating the goodness of God in gratitude, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, making, just letting it be a habit, letting it be... Uh, an intentional posture. How many of you really enjoy great customer service and have a great appreciation? For, I, I am a sucker for good customer service. Uh, I just love it. And uh, maybe because it's just lacking more and more in terms of our, uh, a lot of places. So maybe that's why. And so I, I, I am so tuned in when I don't get good customer service that in my brokenness in that, okay, I am doing my darndest to really celebrate it when I get good customer service. I, I, I really am. Um, there's a one grocery store that I go to that Mary Margaret refuses to go to, but I get relegated to going to it. Um, and uh, it will be not mentioned, but anyway, I just go there and uh, I know how to shop there and uh, the service is typically not good there. So I have two or three people that work there that are great customer service people. And I seek them out and I celebrate them. I find the manager. I was like, Frank was awesome in the meat department. He did an awesome job. He cut that salmon for me exactly like I needed it. And just celebrating that and giving thanks for that. And, and, and uh, that helps me. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. This is something I'm trying to do uh, in, in being someone who's more mindful and more kind and considerate. 
but this is something that God has used to really help me. I don't get nearly as frustrated as I used to with bad service because I'm sort of focused on trying to find some good service. Um, I would recommend that to you as well. Sometimes as we sort of process this and look at this passage of scripture and consider, okay, how can gratitude be expressed in these ways, in motivation of love and, and forbearance and patience and kindness? Maybe one of the things we also need to consider is the list of things that are enemies of, of gratitude. Things that like comparison or resentment or jealousy or unhealthy uh, expectations, or busyness, or discontentment. Those are some things that are actual enemies of, of, of gratitude and living thankful lives. So it's important for us to recognize that Paul says that a life of thankfulness is part of the evidence that our lives are rooted in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He says this in Second uh, in Colossians 2, chapter 6. He says... Uh, I'm sorry, verse 6, he says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. This is part of the fruit of, of, of Jesus being Lord of our lives, the fruit of the Holy Spirit being shown in our lives, that we are overflowing with thanksgiving. So let's thank God for people in our lives. Let's thank him for his good work in their lives. But let's also make sure that we give expressions of gratitude and thankfulness directly to the individuals in our lives, to the people uh, around you every day, people in your own home, your spouse, your children, uh, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, the people where you shop, they give you good service and maybe not so good service. Give thanks to people for the goodness and kindness they bring to your life and to the lives of others. And this is how uh, Paul begins his letter to the Roman church, his uh, Roman letter. I mean, the heavyweight of theology in all of, of, of Paul's amazing letters. He begins by saying this, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. The evidence that God is, he's in you, he's living through you. And the witness of that, we want to celebrate that. We want to give thanks to you for that. And as I mentioned before, in Paul's first letter to the Corinthian church, it was a letter of correction over so many of the abuses that were going on. But in his second letter, uh, he thanks them for their effective ministry. He says this in 2 Corinthians 9, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. I just want to remind you as a church that values serving, that ministry is a fancy word for serving, okay? And ministry uh, is never more than serving, and it is never less than serving. And Jesus himself was our model. He who... Uh, came to earth not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is what we are called to do. And I would ask you this, when was the last time that you thanked your spouse for something, or your child, or your coworker, or 
Maybe here in the context of our church, when's the last time you thanked your small group leader for, for taking the time to lead and prepare or your host home? Or when's the last time you thanked uh, your V-Kids volunteer or your V-Youth volunteer? When's the last time you thanked someone uh, for serving? Or maybe it was at your restaurant, uh, that, the restaurant that you go to that maybe has inconsistent service, or that hardware store, where it's like, well, they're paid to do that. Well, take that up with God. You know, he, he, he said that we're to be grateful. We're to express gratitude in our everyday lives. Let me say this also. Living grateful is a reflection of God's generosity. We become like what or who we worship, and our God is a generous God. And, and I love the fact that we are able as a church to be generous with uh, our funds, like our generosity fund, where we give 4% of our tithes and offerings every month to a local charity or ministry or cause that has nothing to do with Vineyard Church of Augusta. I love it that we get to do that. But I would also say, let us be people who are generous with thanks and expressions of gratitude. Uh, that is vitally important for us. Um, it's important that we look to express that gratitude every day. In his letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And over and over in all of Paul's letters, you see that connection with gratitude and thanksgiving and prayer. Living grateful, it is a choice. It is a, a decision that we get to make every day. And I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you to choose to focus on your life, no matter what's going on in your life, whether it's like, this is a good season for the Leroy household, or this is a bad season for the Leroy household, or this is a challenging season for the Leroy household. Whatever the season is for you, I want to encourage you to choose, to choose to focus, to choose to focus on life from a perspective of gratitude. And then I want to invite you to worship and pray accordingly. Worship and pray accordingly, looking at life, looking at your situation through a lens of gratitude. Uh, in, in his letter, Paul says this to the church at, uh, at Colossae. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful uh, and thankful. Being watchful and thankful. That word watchful can be uh, translated being vigilant, being determined, being focused on I'm going to find something, I'm going to be looking out for something that I can celebrate with thanksgiving and gratitude. That's a choice that we all get to make. I, 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 I'm a, I have people in my life that every time I see them, they talk to me about how the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I know that's what I'm going to get from them. And sure, I can go down that path uh, if, I, if I choose to, I can see only things that are negative and only things that are wrong. I certainly can see that if I choose to. But I also know that there is so much good stuff that God is doing and so much that he is calling us to be a part of and to celebrate and to give, uh, to give energy to, uh, to, to point out. Uh, and that is what we're called to do. Uh, someone once said that gratitude is like smelling salt to an unconscious prayer life. That it's like your morning coffee that opens up your mind and lifts the fog and it drives away grumpiness. That we do, that we choose to begin 
with gratitude, living each day, looking for the reminders of God's goodness and faithfulness in our own lives and in the lives of others, and thanking God for people in our lives, thanking Him for His good work in their lives, and then thanking them for the ways that they bless us. And so this is pretty simple, okay? This is one of those lessons that the cookies are really very much on the bottom shelf for any of us to get. And I want to leave you with just some really quick reminders of, of simple things to do. When is the last time you wrote a thank you note? Or a thank you text? Thank you email? Take some time. I've got a good friend who every week he takes the time to handwrite a thank you note to someone. It could be someone that he does business with, it could be a friend, a family member, a church member. Just somebody every week, he's got a stack of Target thank you notes. And he, and some of you are saying, oh, is that right? Anyway, but anyway, <laughs> don't go there. Um, but he writes a note every week, a thank you note. Just that's a, a, It's a, a good habit, a good pattern. Um, take the time to tell someone how much they mean to you. Um, I got to tell you, this even this week, I, I, I had a friend uh, that... I'm in close connection with, uh, we talk a lot, we interact a lot, but I got a text from him this week just expressing appreciation for our relationship, and it was such a huge blessing to me uh, that, that he just chose to do this out of, out of the blue. Um, take some time, tell someone how much they mean to you. Uh, you can also do that by choosing to make time to spend with someone. That, that shows value. That shows value in a powerful, powerful way. Um, maybe also just smile. <laughs> I got to tell on myself on this one. Um, my parents used to own a fast food restaurant in Evans, and they live in Lincolnton, and so quite often I would go by the restaurant just to check and make sure that the bathrooms were cleaned and that, you know, that there was nobody smoking over the fried chicken and stuff like that, you know? Uh, so... I, but I, I would go in regularly. It was usually a really quick trip. I'd just do, you know, I'd walk, go in and uh, just check the restrooms, check in the back in the kitchen, the, the, the area in the front, and then I'd leave. I'd, you know, check in with whoever the manager was, but I would leave. And our oldest daughter, Lily, when she was in high school, she worked there some. And uh, the manager one day, one of the managers said, Lily, why is your dad always mad? <laughs> <laughs> whoa. It's like, he comes in here, it's like, he is in a bad mood, he never smiles, and it's like, whoa, wow, I was just focused. At least that's what I thought. And yes, yeah, and so of course, Lily came home and told me, and I'm glad she did. But it's just, it's amazing. I didn't have anything. They were doing their job. They did a great job, and, and it was all good and all that, but I was, I was a man on a mission. And but then I added the smile, which did not take a whole lot of effort. But it was pretty powerful what, what, what that would do. Just look for opportunities to, to pay back kindness that you've received and to extend it, to pay it back, pay it forward. And just, I mean, look for opportunities to say thank you, whether it's the drive-in of your favorite coffee place, uh, just to, to thank them. Yes, they're paid to do that, but uh, why not bless them in this simple way? Because a life of gratitude is a signpost that points to the kingdom of heaven. It does. It is saying that the dynamic of heaven is now alive in my life as a new creation. 
that I'm making the choice. Uh, yeah, in the midst of this broken world where there's many things that are not good, that are not healthy, but I am choosing to celebrate that which is good. I am choosing uh, to live uh, in, in the, the new creation that God has made me to be in the new heaven that he is bringing and has brought through Jesus Christ so that we get to live a signpost of that. And this is not major spiritual stuff from a standpoint of something that we cannot attain. God is for us to do this. The Holy Spirit will empower us. He will remind us if we stop, if we slow down, if we're mindful, if we look for those opportunities to, to give thanks to God for the people in our lives. Take inventory of those and including the difficult people, remembering that God has them in our lives to make us more like him. And celebrating what God's doing in our lives. I love it when people come and tell me about the healings and the cool things that are happening in relationships uh, and, and just you know, people fighting bureaucracy uh, for years over issues and all of a sudden there's breakthrough and just getting to celebrate that, those answers to prayer, answers to prayer for relational healing, spiritual healing. I love that. And it's important that we give thanks to God for what he's doing in one another's lives as he's also doing work in our own lives. But then let us not be people that forget to say, hey, Shane, thank you for showing up and playing Sunday morning Latin percussion and doing an awesome job with it. Thank you for that. Yeah. So and there are many, many, many others of you that 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 deserve that same kind of thanks. Not for playing Latin percussion necessarily, but for showing up and serving and caring. So I just want to pray, and then we're going to worship. And I just want to pray a prayer of blessing. What I'd like to invite you to do as the worship team comes up is I'd like to just invite you to bow your heads. And I believe that even right now that there might be someone or a group of people that God's bringing to mind for you that that he, the Holy Spirit, is leading you to, to just bless with gratitude and thanksgiving. And maybe it's a text message, maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a visit, maybe it is a handwritten thank you note. Maybe it's a prayer, maybe it's a combination of prayer and thank you note or prayer and text. The Holy Spirit, I thank you for your good work in our lives. We thank you, Father, for your love. Jesus, we thank you that you are the all-sufficient supreme sacrifice by which we can know a relationship with you in its fullness, that there is nothing else or no one else that we need, just your grace and your mercy, the gift of your salvation. Holy Spirit, thank you for empowering us, for transforming us, for doing your good work in us. We thank you for all the wonderful people that you've placed in our lives. We even thank you for those that, that are more difficult maybe for us, where iron is sharpening iron and where you are doing your good work in us. Holy Spirit, make us more mindful that we would be watchful and thankful. Show us those people Prompt us, Holy Spirit, to reach out, to express gratitude, to express thanks. We love you. We thank you. We worship you in Jesus' name.